Welcome and thank you for joining us today for the last Christian podcast. We're so blessed to have you join us. It's time again to join Brother J.D. Williams in seeking the hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, chasing away the worries of the world and replacing them with the blessed hope. We're in a moment in the twinkle of an eye at the last trumpet, the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. Brother J.D. Williams insists there must be a final person or last Christian to accept Christ before the sound of the trumpet. Will it happen today? Here now, Brother J.D. Williams. Good evening, and thank you again for joining me for another edition of the Last Christian Podcast. My name is J.D. Williams, and tonight is going to be just a little bit different than what we have uh, gone through in the past, because usually what I do is I lay out these programs in advance, and I try to highlight different things. But tonight, you know, there's so much going on in the world, and everything is pointing in one direction. And that is that we are about to find that last Christian. I am convinced that time is short. And I am going to dedicate this episode strictly to the world in the crosshairs, the Bible in the crosshairs, revelation in the crosshairs. Tonight, I'm going to play for you a YouTube video. You are free to go find this video online. It is a non-copyrighted uh, video. It's a video that a young lady made uh, as a captive in Iran. She actually converted to Christianity in the nation of Iran, which is, of course, an Islamic nation, and it is against the law to hold any other religion except that of the Islamic faith. And this young lady put her life on the line, literally. She suffered in an Iranian prison for passing out Bibles throughout the city of Tehran, even into one of the major mosques in that city. But her testimony is extremely powerful, and I'm bringing it to you for one reason, and that is tonight I'm trying to reach more into the Middle East and more to those of you who have yet to accept Christianity or looking at other religions. I want you to listen very carefully to this young lady's testimony. Her name, and I'm sure I'm going to mess it up, is Mareva. And the, I wish, this is one of those podcasts. This is one of those rare podcasts where I hope that Many of you will locate the video version of the podcast online. You can find that at YouTube. You can find it on Facebook. And of course, you can find it at www.lastchristian.net. The video podcast will have the entire video presentation where you can actually see this young lady. There's also some very, very important information in the video that is not carried in the audio file. So I strongly encourage you to find the video either at www.lastchristian.net, on Facebook at Last, at Last Christian, uh, at YouTube at Last Christian, or simply go to YouTube and look for it. Uh, all of the information will be contained in the video description 
and also in the audio file description for this podcast. Let's take a moment now and watch very carefully this important and extremely inspiring and powerful video presentation. My name is Marzia and this is how I found the truth. I grew up in an Islamic country where all uh, religious minorities uh, are persecuted and I found Jesus more than 20 years ago. Since my childhood, I always loved God and I was seeking the truth. I was about uh, between 17 to 18 years old that for the first time God spoke to me through one of my dreams. In that dream, I was praying to the sky, suddenly the sky opened and a white horse came down and told me, sit on my back. As I held its neck, I felt uh, an amazing love through that white horse that pouring into me with a power and purity I had never experienced in my life. After we were safe, the horse took me to a road and that road goes to the sky and suddenly I awoke. The love that I experienced in that um, dream was so amazing that I could not compare with any love in this world. For weeks, every night, I was crying because I wanted to be with him. I wanted to experience that love again and again. It was after um, uh, one or two years that one of my friends who has converted to Christianity talked to me uh, about Jesus for the first time. Uh, when she told me about Jesus, that Jesus died on the cross for our sins to save us, I could not believe. In Islam, they teach us that Jesus was only a prophet uh, who came to this uh, world and he's like other human, human beings. Uh, but what my friend was sharing about Jesus, that Jesus is the Son of, uh, son of God, was unbelievable. So I decided I took the Bible from my friend and uh, because I was curious, I was seeking the truth. I wanted to find the truth. One day I knelt and prayed a simple prayer. I told God, if Jesus is the truth, you must guide me to the right path and save me from being misguided because I don't know what is the truth in this world. There are a lot of things in this world, a lot of faiths, a lot of religions, but you are my God. You created me and you know what is the truth. If Jesus is the truth, uh, guide me to the right path and save me from being misguided. It was after that simple prayer that miracles started happening uh, in my life. Uh, for the first time, I had the experience of healing. I was very a kind of, you know, headstrong, uh, stubborn person. I just wanted to make sure about everything. That's why I, I told him that I told God, you should uh, prove to me everything. I, I don't want to have any doubts uh, about Jesus. And I remember one day I was just praying. I was alone. I was praying to God. Uh, and suddenly I received the flames of Holy Spirit. And I started uh, praying in tongues uh, without any control. And uh, it was the first time ever in my life that I could feel the presence of God right in front of me. 
While this happened for a few seconds, I saw Jesus in front of me. He was uh, standing uh, right in front of me uh, in white clothes, and beside him there was a big throne which was covered with shining gold and jewels. And at that time, I felt that God had removed the curtain before my eyes. Now I could see the truth very clear about Jesus, and I had no doubts. After I gave my heart to Jesus, I shared this message with my family members. In 2005, I traveled to Turkey uh, to study uh, about Christianity, to learn more about, you know, Jesus, because in Iran it's not possible. And it was in Turkey uh, that I met my uh, close friend, Mariam, my best friend. After finishing uh, some theology and leadership courses in Turkey, we decided to return to Iran because we both had this uh, had separate experiences with Jesus. We we experienced his love and uh, we saw many miracles. That's why we wanted to give this message to our people. Uh, when we returned, I remember for the first few months, we didn't know what to do. We just uh, started praying because um, in Iran, especially for women, uh, it's much more harder because women don't have equal freedom uh, like men. But we prayed and we trusted God and we became sure that we need to uh, give Bibles uh, to people because uh, in Iran, people cannot have a Bible. I called my pastor who was in London and uh, I asked him to send thousands of Bibles to Iran. And when I told him, he was shocked and he told me, Marzi, are you serious? You need thousands of Bibles? And I told him, please trust us because it is not about us and we believe God wanted us to do that. Uh, we took the map of Tehran and we put it on the wall and we decided to distribute Bibles in each area in Tehran. Every night we would carry uh, about uh, 140 New Testaments in our backpacks and just walking in the streets and visiting one area and put those New Testaments in, uh, in, in the mailboxes. Praise God, after almost three years, uh, we could distribute 20,000 uh, New Testaments in each part of uh, Tehran. It was 2009 that, uh, you know, some people had reported about some of our activities and uh, Mariam and I got arrested. I received a phone call from a security police and they called me. They told me there are, there are some issues about my car documents and they asked me to go to the police station. But when I went to the police station, they told me you are here because uh, some, some of our guards saw you sharing Bibles with people and he asked me, are you a Christian? And I said uh, immediately, yes, of course I'm a Christian. Immediately they handcuffed me and they didn't allow me to call Mariam to let her know. They took me back to the apartment to ransack every, every, everything and they found uh, hundreds of Bible in our apartment and they called their boss and told them that we found the source here. We were praying in our hearts that God protect those uh, Bibles in the basement and praise God they didn't uh, even think about, uh, you know, searching the basement. 
and they took both of us to the security police. They uh, locked us in a very dirty and uh, dark uh, cell in the, in the basement and they told us that we are going to ask lots of questions and you have, uh, you have to tell us the truth, uh, otherwise we will beat you until you vomit blood. But I, I remember when I was talking to them, I could hear my words that how powerful I was talking to them, even though I had so much fear. I believe it was the Holy Spirit that uh, didn't allow my weakness, my fear to be shown to them. At midnight, they transferred us to uh, another jail and praise God, they didn't you know, uh, torture us physically and they transferred us to a jail, a small uh, jail for 14 days. We were there. There was dirt everywhere. It was dark, very small cells. We could not see the light. We didn't have uh, clean water to drink. We had to sleep on a cold concrete floor. We didn't have, uh, you know, uh, clean blankets to cover ourselves. We had to use blankets that were soaked in urine. We faced many difficulties when we were in uh, prison. The government put pressure on us. They told us you can just write one sentence and re renounce your faith, then you would be set free. But we refused because we both experienced uh, Jesus' love and uh, it was an honor to suffer for our faith. One of the worst experiences that we had in prison was the execution of other prisoners. They separated us and they uh, sent me to a cell uh, and after a week, they took one of my cellmates and they executed her in order to show me uh, what will be the cost of our resistance. We uh, both experienced, uh, you know, the execution of our best friend, Shirin Alam Huli. She was a political prisoner. Shirin's only wishes was to live in a free country and to have her own rights as a woman. And even the government didn't give back her body to her family. But praise God, we had, you know, many great opportunities to share the message of salvation with many prisoners. We changed Evan Prison, the darkest place, into our church. And that was an honor for both of us to suffer for our faith. Now, what many of you are not seeing is the fact that uh, they place more than 20,000 New Testaments, even in uh, a mosque uh, among the holy sites. They dis distributed and spoke with hundreds of people in Iran, despite being captives, and they called it their church. She said that she was released from prison and came to the United States as refugees, and they're blessed to live here. Now, in 2013, they wrote their very first book, Captive in Iran, which shares the many injustices and tells the story of their faith in Christ against all odds. A love journey with God is My Missouri's is next this book. And again, it. all of this information will be placed on uh, the uh, website for everyone in, in the uh, description uh, throughout this podcast. Now again, I really believe that you should take the time to go out, get her book, uh, look online, find her, do anything that you can to support her. But listen, would you 
if you were a Christian, would you go through everything that this young lady did? Imagine being faced with that. And I want to tell you something. According to the Bible, things are going to get a lot worse for Christians in the days ahead. Now, right now, as a matter of fact, just yesterday, I heard online and through various news sources that Russia was already setting its sights on a country just to the south of the Ukraine, moving even closer to the state of Israel. And there is now the true threat of tactical nuclear weapons that I warned about earlier in March of, during this podcast series. In other words, things are getting very, very close. There are still prophecies to be fulfilled. And yet everything is pointing in the direction that those prophecies are about to be fulfilled. Things are coming together and they're coming together at warp speed. And again, I am literally begging you, if you have not yet given your life to Christ, time is extremely short. The last Christian is on the horizon. I truly in my heart believe that the last individual to accept Jesus Christ as Savior before the rapture is walking this earth right now. And at any moment, that individual, possibly you, someone you know, your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband, a family member, a neighbor, a co-worker, someone that you know, maybe even an enemy of yours, anyone can accept Jesus Christ. And someone is that last Christian. They have to be. I keep bringing this analogy up because I think that it really hits home. There's two seconds left on the clock. Time is running out in a game. And that last pass is thrown. The end is coming right after that pass. Either hits the ground, is caught, they score, whatever the case may be. There is not a, there's not another play. That's the last one. Well, there is a last Christian the last individual to accept Christ before the rapture. After the rapture occurs, the tribulation begins instantly. If you have not yet given your life to Christ, I beg you, please, ask the Lord to forgive you for your sins. Tell Him that you believe Jesus Christ died on the cross for you that he rose after three days in the tomb, that he sits at the right hand of the Father, and he is coming back. I promise you, if you will pray that simple prayer of forgiveness, accept Jesus Christ into your life, and then do all you can to follow Jesus Christ all the remaining days of your life, you will experience the greatest joy and the greatest peace, peace that it exceeds all understanding. The events of this world are closing in. What if tactical nuclear weapons are used in the Ukraine? What happens next? We've already seen how the world reacts to just aggression. Do you really think that the world is going to stand up and fight? Or don't you think that it's more likely that instead of doing something to stop the Russians, that they will do anything that they can to ensure 
that world war doesn't happen, that then there can be a coalition of nations move against Israel. Remember also, just this week, Germany is, has also begun to concede a little bit to the demands of the world, recognizing the Russian aggression. Well, if Russia loses the sale of their oil to Germany, that is a huge loss. And the Russian economy is built strictly on fuels, whether it be coal, natural gas, or oil. And there's only one competitor that sells at a cheaper rate than Russia, and that country is Israel. So they can either accept the fact that they're going to lose a lot of money and possibly power, or they can take out their competitor. Which do you believe that they will do? And do you honestly believe that this country, the United States of America, or any other country is going to do anything other than protest, stamp their foot, jump up and down, scream and holler, but not provide any assistance. I guarantee you the Bible says no one comes to the aid of Israel. The Bible says that the great city of Damascus, over two million people, will be completely destroyed, annihilated, and that country will not be inhabitable anymore. What weapon could possibly do that? The Bible tells us that Russia will lead a coalition of nations against Israel, that the world will do nothing other than protest, that even Israel will recognize that they have little, well, really no hope of survival. The world will watch, and then God himself will step in and destroy the invading forces. But somewhere, somewhere along the line, whether it be before all of those events, during them, or after that last person to accept Jesus Christ as Savior will indeed become a Christian. And at that very moment that they say, in Jesus' name, they'll be right there in the clouds with Him along with all of us. We want you in the clouds with us as well. And I beg you, please, pick up the Bible. Read Ezekiel chapter 38. Read Isaiah chapter 17. Read Matthew, the book of Matthew chapter 24. Do a little research and then compare what the Bible says to what you see on the news. See if you don't see a, a very, very strong resemblance, as a matter of fact, an identical resemblance to what is going on right now. I also want to invite you to join us on Revelation Radio. On Revelation Radio, you will find the last Christian radio show broadcast every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday night at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. There I am joined by a man that has dedicated his entire life, really, to learning about and writing about the rapture of the church, the very instant that the church is raptured. 25 different Bible versions, more than. I think he said there's 27 now. The number of scriptures is unbelievable. 
No one is better suited to talk about the rapture than T.L. Terry Farley. And I'm privileged to have him join me on the radio every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday on Revelation Radio. 7.30 p.m. Central. And now, that same radio broadcast is going to be broadcast as well on the number one rated Christian radio station on the, on the digital broadcasting networks. Number one in the world for a long time, Evangelism Radio. That first broadcast begins next week. Again, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays every week, 7.30 p.m. Central Time. I also want you to tune in to Brother Farley's broadcast of his own radio program, From the Eye of the Storm, broadcast on Revelation Radio every Sunday night at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. There is a lot of evidence that things are happening now. I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm trying to encourage you to please pick up the Bible and read it. Look carefully at the words. Listen to that voice inside yourself. Think about your own future. There is an eternity. You do not want to spend eternity in the wrong place. Pure and simple. This podcast will continue for as long as we're here. But time is short. Think carefully. If you have not yet accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, I implore you to do so. And if we are given another Wednesday night, then we'll be back right here next Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. for another edition of The Last Christian. May God bless you. Okay. Thank you for joining us today for The Last Christian Podcast.